Today is the 26th of September, 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship. If you're joining us for the first time, let me say that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture, and music. It's very easy. It's very simple. And we normally start each episode with our opening prayer. So let's begin with our opening prayer, shall we? Let's pray. Hallowed be your name, Father of heaven and earth. And we have gathered as your faithful. You've kept us in your presence through the night. So today, we come to thank you for all that you've done. As we begin today, we strive against all that is evil and ask that only your will will be done on earth. We ask that you continue to bless us with your presence. So thank you, Lord for hearing our prayers today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God, and then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we continue with Isaiah, and we continue with Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, open our hearts and minds to the mysteries and truths that are hidden within these words, that we may discover a clarity of understanding that we have never appreciated before. Father, speak to us in ways that are completely life-changing. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, 
and we begin with Isaiah 26. On that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation is established as walls and ramparts. Open the gates so a righteous nation can come in, one that remains faithful. You will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. Trust in the Lord forever, because in Yah the Lord is an everlasting rock. For He has humbled those who live in lofty places, an inaccessible city. He brings it down. He brings it down to the ground. He throws it to the dust. Feet trample it, the feet of the humble, the steps of the poor. The path of the righteous is level. You clear a straight path for the righteous. Yes, Yahweh, we wait for you in the path of your judgments. Our desire is for your name and renown. I long for you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me diligently seeks you. For when your judgments are in the land, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. But if the wicked man is shown favor, he does not learn righteousness. In a righteous land he acts unjustly and does not see the majesty of the Lord. Lord, your hand is lifted up to take action, but they do not see it. They will see your zeal for your people, and they will be put to shame. The fire for your adversaries will consume them. Lord, you will establish peace for us, for you have also done all your work for us. Yahweh, our God, lords other than you have ruled over us. But we remember your name alone. The dead do not live. Departed spirits do not rise up. Indeed, you have visited and destroyed them. You have wiped out all memory of them. You have added to the nation, Lord. You have added to the nation. You are honored. You have expanded all the borders of the land. Lord, they went to you in their distress. They poured out whispered prayers because your discipline fell on them. As pregnant women about to give birth rise and cries in her pain, so we were before you, Lord. We became pregnant. We writhed in pain. We gave birth to wind. We have won no victories on earth, and the earth's inhabitants have not fallen. Your dead will live. Their bodies will rise. Awake and sing, you who dwell in the dust. For you will be covered with the morning dew and the earth will bring out the departed spirits. Go, my people, enter your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a while until the wrath has passed. For look, the Lord is coming from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will reveal the bloodshed on it, and will no longer conceal her slain. On that day, the Lord with his harsh, great, and strong sword will bring judgment on Leviathan the fleeing serpent, Leviathan the twisting serpent. He will slay the monster that is in the sea. On that day, sing about a desirable vineyard. I, Yahweh, watch over it. I water it regularly. I guard it night and day so that no one disturbs it. I am not angry, but it produces thorns and briars for me. I will fight against it, trample it, and burn it to the ground. Or let it take hold of my strength. Let it make peace with me, make peace with me. In days to come, Jacob will take root. Israel will blossom and bloom and fill the whole earth with fruit. Did the Lord strike Israel as he struck the one who struck Israel? Was he killed 
like those killed by him. You disputed with her by banishing and driving her away. He removed her with a severe storm on the day of the east wind. Therefore Jacob's iniquity will be purged on in this way, and the result of the removal of his sin will be this. When he makes all the altar stones like crushed bits of chalk, no Asherah poles or incense altars will remain standing. For the fortified city will be deserted, pastures abandoned and forsaken like a wilderness. Calves will graze there, and there they will spread out and strip its branches. When its branches dry out, they will be broken off. Women will come and make fires with them, for they are not a people with understanding. Therefore their maker will not have compassion on them, and their creator will not be gracious to them. On that day, the Lord will thresh grain from the Euphrates River as far as the wadi of Egypt, and you Israelites will be gathered one by one. On that day a great trumpet will be blown, and those lost in the land of Assyria will come, as well as those dispersed in the land of Egypt, and they will worship the Lord at Jerusalem on the holy mountain. Woe to the majestic crown of Ephraim's drunkards, and to the fading flower of its beautiful splendor, which is on the summit above the rich valley. Woe to those overcome with wine. Look, the Lord has a strong and mighty one, like a devastating hailstorm, like a storm with strong flooding waters. He will bring it across the land with his hand. The majestic crown of Ephraim's drunkards will be trampled underfoot. The fading flower of his beautiful splendor, which is on the summit above the rich valley, will be like a ripe fig before the summer harvest. Whoever sees it will swallow it, while it is still in his hand. On that day the Lord of hosts will become a crown of beauty and a diadem of splendor to the remnant of his people, a spirit of justice to the one who sits in judgment and strength, to those who turn back the battle at the gate. These also stagger because of wine and stumble under the influence of beer. Priest and prophet stagger because of beer. They are confused by wine. They stumble because of beer. They are muddled in their visions. They stumble in their judgments. Indeed, all their tables are covered with vomit. There is no place without a stench. Who is he trying to teach? Who is he trying to instruct? Infants just weaned from milk? Babies removed from the breast? For he says, law after law, law after law, line after line, line after line, a little here, a little there. So he will speak to this people with stammering speech and in a foreign language. He has said to them, This is the place of rest. Let the weary rest. This is the place of repose. But they would not listen. Then the word of the Lord came to them, Law after law, law after law, line after line, line after line, a little here, a little there. So they go stumbling backward, to be broken, trapped, and captured. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you mockers, who rule this people in Jerusalem. For you said, We have cut a deal with death, and we have made an agreement with Sheol. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, it will not touch us, because we have made falsehood our refuge and have hidden behind treachery. Therefore the Lord God said, Look, I have laid in Zion a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. The one who believes will be unshakable. And I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the mason's level.
Hail will sweep away the false refuge, and water will flood your hiding place. Your deal with death will be dissolved, and your agreement with Sheol will not last. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, you will be trampled. Every time it passes through, it will carry you away. It will pass through every morning, every day, and every night. Only terror will cause you to understand the message. Indeed, the bed is too short to stretch out on, and its cover too small to wrap up in. For the Lord will rise up as he did at Mount Perizim. He will rise in wrath as at the valley of Gibeon, to do his work, his strange work, and to perform his task, his disturbing task. So now, do not mock, or your shackles will become stronger. Indeed, I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a decree of destruction for the whole land. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. Does the plowman plow every day to plant seed? Does he continuously break up and cultivate soil? When he has leveled the surface, does he not then scatter black cumin and sow cumin? He plants wheats in rows, and barley in plots, with spelt as their border. His God teaches him order. He instructs him. Surely black cumin is not threshed with a threshing board, and a cartwheel is not rolled over the cumin. But black cumin is beaten out with a stick, and cumin with a rod. Bread grain is crushed, but it is not threshed endlessly. Though the wheel of the farmer's cart rumbles, his horses do not crush it. This also comes from the Lord of hosts. He gives wonderful advice. He gives great wisdom. Woe to Ariel. Ariel, the city where David camped. Continue year after year. Let the festivals recur. I will oppress Ariel, and there will be mourning and crying, and she will be to me like an Ariel. I will camp in a circle around you. I will besiege you with earth ramps. I will set up my siege towers against you. You will be brought down. You will speak from the ground, and your words will come from low in the dust. Your voice will be like that of a spirit from the ground. Your speech will whisper from the dust. Your many foes will be like fine dust, and many of the ruthless like blowing chaff. Then suddenly, in an instant, you will be visited by the Lord of hosts, with thunder, earthquake, and loud noise, storm, tempest, and a flame of consuming fire. All the many nations going out to battle against Ariel, all the attackers, the siege works against her, those who oppress her, will then be like a dream, a vision in the night. It will be like a hungry one who dreams he is eating, then wakes and is still hungry, and like a thirsty one who dreams he is drinking, then wakes and is still thirsty, longing for water. So it will be for all the many nations who go to battle against Mount Zion. Stop and be astounded. Blind yourselves and be blind. They are drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with beer. For the Lord has poured out on you an overwhelming urge to sleep. He has shut your eyes, the prophets. He has covered your heads, the seers. For you, the entire vision will be like the words of a sealed document. If it was given to one who can read and he is asked to read it, he will say, I can't read it because it is sealed. And if the document is given to one who cannot read and he is asked to read it, he will say, I can't read. The Lord said, 
because these people approach me with their mouths to honor me with lip service. Yet their hearts are far from me, and their worship consists of man-made rules learned by rote. Therefore I will again confound these people with wonder after wonder. The wisdom of their wise men will vanish, and the understanding of the perceptive will be hidden. Woe to those who go to great lengths, to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their works in darkness, and who say, Who sees us? Who knows us? You have turned things around, as if the potter were the same as the clay. How can what is made say to its maker, He didn't make me? How can what is formed say about the one who formed it, He doesn't understand what he is doing? Isn't it true that in just a little while, Lebanon will become an orchard, and the orchard will seem like a forest. On that day, the deaf will hear the words of a document, and out of a deep darkness the eyes of the blind will see. The humble will have joy after joy in the Lord, and the poor people will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless one will vanish, the scorner will disappear, and all those who lie in wait will evil intent will be killed. And those who, with their speech, accuse a person of wrongdoing, who set a trap at the gate of the mediator, and without cause deprive the righteous of justice. Therefore, the Lord who redeemed Abraham says this about the house of Jacob. Jacob will no longer be ashamed, and his face will no longer be pale. For when he sees his children, the work of my hands within his nation, they will honor my name, and they will honor the Holy One of Jacob and stand in awe of the God of Israel. Those who are confused will gain understanding, and those who grumble will accept instruction. 1 Corinthians 15 Now, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaimed to you. You received it and have taken your stand on it. You are also saved by it. If you hold to the message I proclaimed to you, unless you believed for no purpose. For I passed on to you as the most important what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to over five hundred brothers at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one abnormally born, he also appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by God's grace I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not ineffective. However, I worked more than any of them, yet not I, but God's grace that was with me. Therefore, whether it is I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have believed. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is without foundation, and so is your faith. In addition, we are found to be false witnesses about God, because we have testified about God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Therefore those who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, 
we should be pitied more than anyone. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also came through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, afterwards at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, when he abolishes all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he puts his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be abolished is death. For God has put everything under his feet. But when it says everything is put underneath him, it's obvious that he who puts everything underneath him is the exception. And when everything is subject to Christ, then the Son himself will also be subject to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in all. Otherwise, what will they do who are being baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, then why are people baptized for them? Why are we in danger every hour? I affirm by the pride in you that I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die every day. If I fought wild animals in Ephesus with the only human hope, what good did that do me? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses and stop sinning. For some people are ignorant about God. I say this to your shame. But someone will say, How are the dead raised? What kind of body will they have when they come? Foolish one. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And as for what you sow, you are not sowing the future body, but only a seed, perhaps of wheat or another grain. But God gives it a body as he wants, and to each of the seed, its own body. Not all flesh is the same flesh. There is one flesh for humans, another for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. There are heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is different from that of the earthly ones. There is a splendor of the sun, another of the moon, another of the stars. For one star differs from another star in splendor. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. Sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. Sown in dishonor, raised in glory. Sown in weakness, raised in power. Sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. The last man Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth and made of dust. The second man is from heaven. Like the man made of dust, so are those who are made of dust. Like the heavenly man, so are those who are heavenly. And just as we have borne the image of the man made of dust, we will also bear the image of the heavenly man. Brothers, I tell you this, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, and corruption cannot inherit incorruption. Listen, I am telling you a mystery. We will not all fall asleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the blink of an eye, at that last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we will be changed. For this corruptible must be clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal must be clothed with immortality. 
but when this corruptible is closed with incorruptibility, and this mortal is closed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Now the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may just have caught our attention. And after the music, we're going to say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. Before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email. If you check the show notes, there are links in the show notes, and if you click one of the links, they'll take you to wherever we need to go. Anyway, let's pray. Lord, our God, we are your children, who come before you and stand in your presence. Be with us and be our light in all situations of life, in hardships and grief. Be our light as you have always been. Reveal your power so the world may know you as we have come to know you. Give us joyful readiness to persevere until your day comes. For the brightness of your day will shine through all darkness and will end all evil. To the glory of your name. Amen.
and this week we're praying for the police and for those involved in law enforcement. Lord, we ask for courage for our police officers. Courage to face and conquer their own fears. Courage to take them where others will not go. We ask for strength. Strength of body to protect others. And strength of spirit to lead others. We ask for dedication. Dedication to their job to do it well. Dedication to their community to keep it safe. Give them, Lord, concern for others who trust them and compassion for those who need them. And please, Lord, through it all, be at their side. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us, now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.